0: Hey guys, Ashley Fox here. Welcome to episode 56 of the Clean Simple Free podcast. Today we're going to discuss gratitude and being appreciative of the items we want to keep. We're also going to be touching on the Japanese practice that extends gratitude to inanimate objects. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. Stick around. It feels like I've been gone forever, doesn't it? (laughs) This is actually going to be a longer intro than what you're used to, but I'd like to shed a little light on what happened last week. If you are one of my U.S. listeners or one of my international listeners who follows U.S. news, you already know all about this. But for those of you who have not heard, during the week of Valentine's Day, last week, a national emergency was declared in the state of Texas. Um we were faced with a natural disaster it got very very cold temperatures were dropping into the single digits at night there were shortages and outages of electricity and water it was really wild my part of texas was severely affected the south central area of the state got hit pretty hard that includes the capital which is the city of austin where i live so i went without power for over 60 solid hours and did not have water for two days It was very frustrating, it was stressful, but all in all, my little family got out of it okay, and for that, I am so beyond thankful. I want to take a moment to say that my heart goes out to each and every person who has been affected by the extreme temperatures. I really hope everyone is okay. I know people have lost their lives and their health during this crisis, and if any of you who have been affected are listening, please know that my thoughts, prayers, and heart are with you at this time. I know people are still without water and power. I feel very fortunate to be okay, but on the other hand, I also know that people are still hurting. It's a very somber situation, and as a result, I've been more responsible with my power and water usage since that nightmarish week, so that is a silver lining for sure. I am so relieved to have basic necessities back. It occurred to me that I had been using water and power without even giving it a second thought. That is very entitled of me, (laughs) but right now I am in an intensely gratitude-focused headspace. During all the chaos, there was such a sense of community between neighbors, strangers, and store clerks. It was like we all knew we were stuck in this situation, but we were together, and I'm just, I'm really humbled by how everyone came together and shared the little bit that they had with each other. Whether it was cooking food on an outdoor grill, or lending a shovel to scrape ice off of our stairs, I am impressed with the kindness that was shown in our neighborhood. This event has made me focus on appreciating the things that I have, and crazy enough, this episode was already going to be about appreciation and respect for things that we take for granted. So now, I have some new light to shed on this topic, so without further ado, let's dive right in. I've been counting my blessings lately, and I've also been thinking a lot about Shinto practices as they relate to minimalism. In case you're unfamiliar with the term, Shinto is a Japanese religion, incorporating the worship of ancestors, nature spirits, and a belief in sacred power, called kami, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly, in both animate and inanimate things. This definition has been paraphrased from the Oxford English Dictionary. So basically, Shinto is a religion originating in Japan that is widely regarded as Japan's indigenous religion. Scholars consider Shinto to be an East Asian nature religion. Marie Kondo is a Shinto practitioner that you guys are probably very, very familiar with, and she writes about this in her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. In fact, the whole KonMari method is very, very Shinto-based. From greeting clients' homes to thanking items for serving their purpose before we donate them, she is all about that Shinto lifestyle. An article from Bustle.com has this to say about her use of Shinto principles. Quote, Kondo essentially treats her clients' houses as she treats the entrance of a shrine, like she's entering a sacred space that she must treat with respect. Showing her clients and their home respect is also why Kondo never wears casual attire when helping her clients tidy and organize. Kondo said in her book, I don't wear sweats or work clothes when I tidy. Instead, I usually wear a dress or blazer. This is my way of showing respect for the house and its contents. I believe that tidying is a celebration, a special send-off, for those things that will be departing from the house and therefore dress accordingly. Shinto does include the belief that kami, or the sacred, exists in everything, according to the BBC. That doesn't mean everything in life is sacred and should be worshipped, says the BBC, but everything contains an essence, whether good or bad. Spirits, whether sacred or not, exist in all concepts important to life, such as wind, rain, mountains, trees, rivers, and fertility, according to the Japan Guide, End quote. This is a great article, and as usual, links to my references can always be found in the show notes of the episode, so click that if you want to read more. I'm not advocating that you start practicing Shinto. However, I personally believe that there's a lot to be learned from all religions and spiritual practices if we can apply them to our everyday lives. In my opinion, the Shinto religion is a great example of that. Having a generalized attitude of gratitude towards the things that we truly love appeals to me. It makes me want to care for the things that I own so that they can maintain their vibrance. In other words, if I'm diligent to dust the decorations that I love, iron the clothing that I love, and respect my home enough to keep it tidy, things won't be as quick to wear out. They're going to continue looking new for far longer, and I'll probably be more likely to repair a button on a pair of pants quickly, instead of just letting them sit on my closet shelf for an indeterminate amount of time, because I've done that more times than I can count. Let me give you an example, because this whole concept is a slightly abstract one. My fiancé has a leather jacket that he bought in Europe when he was in his early 20s. It's in excellent condition, and it's a piece that he really, really loves, Considering that this particular garment is more than 10 years old and our dog loves chewing on leather, the fact that it's in such good condition and doesn't have teeth marks in it is really surprising. The reason for the condition of this jacket is because my fiance values this item enough to take proper care of it. Every time he's finished wearing it, he hangs it right back up in the closet. It has a really sturdy hanger that's specifically assigned to this jacket, and it's not an item that you would ever find on the floor of our home. I say that last part because I'm notorious for throwing my clothes into a big pile on the bathroom floor or the bedroom or closet floor and tending to it later. It's a horrible habit. And I don't know why I do it. It always collects pet hair because we have wood floors in the apartment. And it's just, it's a bad habit that I need to break. That should be, that should have been my new year's resolution, you guys. But there are certain items that I treat with care the same way that my fiance treats his leather jacket. I started to think, why am I so careful with certain items and not others? It's, it's so weird. I feel like By having too much, sometimes we can lose our appreciation for those things that we really do love. We can get careless if there's too much. As an example, if you've ever accidentally broken a coffee mug because the cabinet was too full, you've witnessed an example of this. If you've ever thrown a delicate shirt in the dryer, when it's something that should be line dried, and then you've had that item shrink, fade, or be damaged in another way, you've experienced this phenomenon. By having too much, we can lose the things that we enjoy the most in the shuffle of overwhelming clutter. I feel like we can look to Shinto practitioners and look at how they treat items with care as an example of being kind to the things that we own. My fiance brought up a really interesting point when he was first talking about buying that jacket and how well it was holding up. That's what really got us on this topic and inspired the idea for this episode. He mentioned that by taking good care of it, he felt like he was showing respect for the person who originally designed the jacket. I thought that was very, very zen of him, and he continued by saying, you know, while most clothing pieces in the U.S. are mass-produced, there was an artist out there that designed the original template for a particular piece of clothing, and by taking good care of our things, we can honor the original designer in that way. And I know I just used the word original like three times. Moving on. (laughs) I don't know. This topic really got my wheels turning. And that example that he used is definitely something to think about for me, for sure. If we pare down our belongings to the things that are useful, beautiful, and personal, we're more likely to treat our items well. And we're far less likely to get rid of broken or damaged things that got that way because they were neglected in a room with too much stuff. So adopting this mindset can help us extend the life of our possessions, and that saves us from having to invest in replacements long before we should need to replace them. It'll be much easier on our budgets, and we're likely to have fewer things because we will only keep the things we truly love, and we'll have the presence of mind to maintain our stuff and keep it all in good condition. It's time for a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors, and welcome back to the episode. I'm going to change topics slightly here. I don't know if this applies to you guys, but if I really love something, I have a really hard time parting with it when it gets stained, old, or damaged. For example, I purchased some amazing brown ankle boots several years ago. They were my go-to shoes, and I really wore them into the ground. I'm talking the tread was worn off of them, the soles started cracking, I made the most of them, and I took the effort to take good care of them. I had my little shoe polish out and everything, and they lasted a good six years. However, they were worn down. The soles were cracking. It was obvious that I couldn't wear them any longer. So even though I should have recycled those shoes, and you guys may think less of me for admitting this, but I'm gonna be honest here, I finally took them out of my closet after being in there for two years, very, very recently. I held on to them for two more years, even though they could not be worn. I did take a picture so that I could remember the style and the size and the brand name, and I'm certain I can replace them even if it's just an eBay purchase or purchasing another pair of boots that I love just as much from the same brand. I was holding on to them for so long because I loved them too much to let them go. That is a bad kind of attachment to items. I need to focus on breaking that attachment. There's only like three other things I'm like that with in my closet. But it's important that we... I feel like I need to caution you guys because this whole episode is talking about adopting a grateful, Shinto-inspired attitude towards your stuff. But I don't want you guys to feel guilty for getting rid of things that have worn out, that you once loved... Our possessions are still just items. If they have served their purpose, stay detached when it's time to let them go. You don't wanna get sentimental about things. If it is beat up, get rid of it. I'm reminding myself of this, and I'd like to suggest that we all strive for a healthy balance. Let things go easily after they've served their purpose, no longer fit or are damaged. On the other end of the spectrum, practice being grateful for your items, and simply treating them with just a little bit more care than you've shown in the past. Your budget and your home will thank you. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for being a listener. You are so appreciated. If you want to say hi or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, I can be reached at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or on Instagram under username clean.simple.free. Next week, I will be publishing a new episode on March the 3rd. It's an amazing interview that I cannot wait for you guys to hear. And then I will go back to my bi-weekly publishing schedule. Everything got thrown a little bit out of sync with the recent snow days that we've suffered. Hey, if you want to support the podcast, I would love it if you left me a five-star rating and a kind word on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it, and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. That's going to do it. I'm out. I will see you next week, and remember, clean spaces make for a simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free.